This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. The number 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you all the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. So, Allie, you and I uh, just got back a few moments ago from Manchester, where you got to attend your very first court trial. Yep. I've lost track as to how many court trials I've attended at this point. I've probably spent a few months of my life uh, just cumulatively over all of the time I've spent in court here over the last five or so years being in New Hampshire and being a part of the Free State Project and going to court regularly to support... Being an activist for liberty. Right, to support my friends who are being prosecuted for all manner of nonsense. In fact, speaking of nonsense, uh, the gentleman we were there to support today was being charged because he was involved in chalking. Right. It was... uh Another yet another chalking incident with the police, and uh, he just seemed to. I thought he made a lot of good points, and uh, it just there are a couple times when I wanted to. It's so hard to watch it happen. Sure and you're is. thinking, man, I would have said this, or you know, uh-huh. man, <laughs> sure is. That's the hardest part. Is no save yourself is sort of the sentiment behind watching it and wanting it. You. Know, it's always know. easier to sit on the outside, exactly. and it's a lot harder to be behind the defense table or up on the witness stand. Sure is. Even with practice, I mean, he had gone to, Garrett Ian, by the way, is his name, from uh, freeconquered.org, does some great reporting. Actually, he's a blogger over at freekeen.com as well, and he kind of co- uh, moves his content from Free Conquered and copies it over to Freekeen, give him a little more exposure. Uh, but he's doing great work. He's a New Hampshire native. And he's one of those, like I've said before on this program, uh, the three of us, we're all here as part of the Free State Project. And the Free State Project is an idea to bring thousands of liberty-minded people all to the same place, all to one state. New Hampshire was the chosen state. And so there's some people like Garrett who love liberty, and they were already living here because it's the so-called live free or die state. One of the lucky ones. Yeah, so he didn't have to go very far. Uh, He just gets a bunch of liberty-minded people coming to where he grew up, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as I've said in the past, people who live in New Hampshire, people who've been here longer than the Free State Project, I feel like they make the best activists. They, for whatever reason, when they get excited about liberty activism... They just take the ball and run with it, unlike anybody else that, that I've seen. They they do an incredible job. And Garrett's one of those activist superstars. Like He's always coming out to things. He's always got his video camera. He's always got some incisive questions to ask government bureaucrats and uh, so-called representatives and political candidates and things like that. And he's been doing great work. So he came out. It was over the summertime in Manchester when Pete Nademo from LibertyOnTour.com and CopBlock.org had gone out to Manchester. And they were... The, the purpose of going out there was to protest. I guess the Manchester cops had shot a man to death at some point earlier. I think it was early this year or last year or something like that. And that that case was, I guess, in progress. And uh, and so they'd come out to kind of protest the, the, the police brutality on the part of the Manchester police. And this is the same police department, by the way, that after the, uh, the 420 celebration that happened at the 2010 Liberty Forum where a bunch of people – a few people were arrested – uh, pot, much pot was smoked. One guy was arrested for passing a joint to an undercover cop and charged with a felony. 
Just some crazy that's stuff. That's the Nashua Police Department. Yeah, Nashua Police. I'm sorry. I thought you said Manchester. You're right. I did say Manchester. And that's that's. let me get to the rest of the story okay. here. So Nashua Police arrested these people. And then three weeks later, cops show up in Manchester. Manchester cops show up in Manchester at an activist house. They come into this apartment with guns drawn oh my God. on what is – I mean it wasn't quite a raid in that they didn't tear the place apart, but it was a raid in that it was an armed raid and they had people at gunpoint. Now, they were going into this guy's apartment simply to arrest him on a disorderly conduct warrant from three months – or th- excuse me, three, was it three weeks or three months. Anyway, it was a long time prior to that, weeks prior. At this, he had no idea what it was about. Right, just all of a sudden, busting into somebody's apartment. You don't tell them that. You know, you don't even call them and say, "Hey, you know, why don't you come by?" or anything like that. Nothing. Right, just go straight to just go straight to drawing the guns on peaceful people. There's no reason for them to do this. There was no escalation of violence. There was it was it wasn't necessary for them to do that at all. In fact, in the they made other arrests that were also again they what they did was they investigated they they looked at the videos of the 420 thing and they picked out other people that they wanted to arrest that they didn't arrest on that particular day. And so one of those people was uh, Lauren Canario and her husband was it Lauren or her husband anyway Lauren or Jim one or the other I think maybe both but the cops came out to their house it was the state police that came out to their house and they live in a completely different area as Manchester and they were totally chill about it I mean yeah they were still arresting them and everything but they let them come out of their own house and you know on their own time and they didn't hold a gun on anybody so just like two completely different realms of how to handle the same exact arresting situation yeah. same charges same charge everything yeah. So that kind of give you some idea of who these Manchester cops are. Like the, these are the kind of guys that are going to pull a gun on somebody for no reason. They've called the Free State Project a gang. They've labeled them a gang at this point. Yeah. Well, it's true. a you know I, going there and just seeing it. It does not surprise me that the police are more draconian there. I guess because it's a it has the feel of a city. Yeah, uh, they've got the buildings, buildings over five stories high. Right, but but uh, it doesn't seem to be super nice or you know it's not new york city or anything but uh i could just see i could just see the cops being kind of harsh in a place like that it tends to be like highly populated areas that's when... you think it's true that cops tend to be worse in bigger cities yes i wonder about that because i know that the corruption is everywhere i mean even if you're in a small little town police department true you can still be having you can still have corrupt cops but i think you might be right Allie, because I think in bigger cities, cops are more anonymous. Yeah, anonymity. Yeah. I mean, it's all you have to do is go on the internet and uh, to uh, an anonymous forum and see that when people are anonymous, mm-hmm. the more anonymity somebody gets, the more like a braying jackass they can act. Um, you know, in a small town, although there are plenty of small towns with corrupt cops, there, there's, I mean, these people have to do business there. They have to, their kids have to go to school there. Uh, you know, their wives have to buy groceries there if their wives buy groceries, whatever. They may yeah. have their groceries, but, um, you know, that they have to live in that, that town. So just to kind of give you an insight into, you know, who who some of these cops are. I'm not going to say they're all bad, but there's a bit of an attitude, I guess, that uh, some of the other areas in New Hampshire don't have. So we were there because uh, Garrett was arrested for chalking, basically. They arrested eight activists, and he wasn't charged with chalking. They charged him with the old favorite disorderly conduct. Now, by the way, there is a charge in Manchester for, for graffiti. Or graffiti. Yeah, graffiti. Graffiti, right. and it includes chalk. 
So what bothers me about this is disorderly conduct can carry anything. Graffiti would carry what graffiti carries. And I mean, I just I just hate sloppy work. And this is sloppy work on the part of the police department. I mean, if a police department has if, if there's a law on the books, hopefully one of your cops knows knows what they are. I mean, I understand there's a lot of them, but, you know, charge a person who has done graffiti with graffiti, not with disorderly conduct. Well, the reason disorderly conduct was charged is because the cops can do what they claim is a lawful order. And if you don't follow the cop's so-called lawful order – now, of course, the way the system works is even if you don't believe it's a lawful order, they'll, it doesn't matter. You can get arrested anyway and then you have to you know, get out of it later in the, in the court system. So basically if a cop tells you to do 100 jumping jacks and you don't do it, he can arrest you for disorderly conduct. Now, of course, you could argue that wasn't a lawful order, but again, that's not going to get you out of the arrest in that, uh, that particular situation. So he was told what happened was people were told to move off of the scene. This is a crime scene. They had some guy come out with – they had multiple cops. Like every cop on the squad came out to uh, to deal with this situation of people outside basically protesting them. And uh, so there was already chalk that was on the ground and they essentially came out and told people, you need to move away. This is a crime scene. We have to photograph it. And you know, as though this chalk's going to go away. I mean, so they did this basically just so they could tell people to move, they, right. just so they could enforce their orders on people. And so I guess they didn't like that people didn't move fast enough, and so they arrested folks for it. I mean, that was one of the reasons they arrested people. Other uh, Others were arrested, like Adamo from Coplock. He was simply arrested for walking away when a cop was trying to talk to him. More coming up here at 855-453-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733, and inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can go watch and listen to the program via our webcam over at cam.freetalklive.com. They get you there. You can interact actually with other Free Talk Live listeners because the chat room is built into the same page at cam.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins, they're the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. They can't be counterfeited or inflated, and now you can buy them with a credit card or PayPal. MemoryDealers.com is proud to offer physical Bitcoins that you can hold in your hands, but can also be transferred back into normal digital form at any time. Allie, I just gave you a small handful of physical Bitcoins. What do you think? I think they're really nice. I like uh, the holographic, or what is it? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, 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 on the back, it's nice. Pretty cool. They make great conversation starters and Christmas gifts. Be part of the currency that's transforming the world. Buy your Bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. Again, it's MemoryDealers.com. So, we will uh, take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. The number 855-453- 
We're talking about what happened uh, today here in New Hampshire. And, of course, we're all here for the Free State Project. That means that we get to do really interesting things that nobody else in the Liberty Movement gets to do because we're around way more people that believe in freedom than anyone else in the Liberty Movement. And uh, it, you know, it's only going to get better from here on out because more people are going to come here. The Free State Project's website, freestateproject.org, you can go there. You can see over 11,000 people are currently signed up for the Free State Project. That means that the, the thousands of people are going to be moving to New Hampshire, people who love freedom, people who are not only love freedom but are willing to pick up their lives and move for it. Those are the kind of people that I want to be around, the people that are really dedicated to these ideas who are willing to implement them in their lives in whatever way they, they possibly can. So a number of us came out from the Keene area and traveled the hour-and-a-half drive to Manchester today to support an activist who is being tried for chalking. Of course, the actual crimes he'd been charged with are disorderly conduct and oh god what was the other one it was disorderly conduct and i think he actually got two disorderly conduct charges failure to obey a lawful order was that one of them that was i guess that's that's what created the disorderly conduct charge was that he didn't do allegedly as he was told to do and so therefore so in in this case they were trying to take pictures of the chalking that had been done at the manchester police department and people did not move out of the area fast enough for them so they arrested some people as a result of that and so you had told me off the air, this was your first time ever at a trial. Yep, my first time. Uh, what were your impressions? My impressions were, I thought the whole security thing was kind of scary, but I guess it, I, it was, didn't really surprise me. And then in the courtroom, uh, it was basically really boring, but at the same time dramatic. And I don't know how it's both like that, but... <laughs> It's, I'd say it's exactly that, yeah. It's kind of like church. Well, it's it's boring <laughs> in that it's very slow and that there's you know there's only a, a, a little bit happening at any given time as far as action is concerned. But there's the dramatic aspect, I think, because at all times hanging over everything is the this sword prevalent of right, this prevalent threat that either Garrett, the guy who was on trial, is going to end up being taken away in handcuffs and taken away to a, a jail cell, although we kinda knew that wasn't too likely considering again eight people were arrested at the chalking event and thus far every single one of those eight has had the judge take the decision under advisement, meaning the decision is not rendered there in the courtroom. It'll be rendered later uh, when the judge gets around to it. So we kind of didn't really expect that he was going to be going to jail, but you never know. And and that's the thing with some of these government people is you never know what to expect. You never know how they're going to behave, uh, whether they're going to be really outrageous or and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much whatever they want. Pretty much. But the 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 people at the government courthouses in other parts of the state, from my experience, have generally been better behaved than the ones in Keene. Now, I don't know why that is. I guess it's because had its, uh, the Keene courts have had its belly full of, of free staters. It's I true. It's true. I, I've, I've never been to Manchester courts before just the last few weeks of these recent chalking trials. And I don't know if anyone in Manchester has been to the Manchester courts mm-hmm. before recently. Uh, there just haven't been that many arrests for activism in other parts of the state. I mean, there have been a few here and there. But over time, over the last five years, the bulk of the arrests for, for like civil disobedience or non-cooperation have been here in keen is that have anything to do with how many people actually show up that are uh, free staters or people that might have cameras and people who would be outraged if if someone was to get arrested in the courtroom or something like that because there were 
I think I counted 25 or something like that people there to support Garrett. So I think I think that would have something to do with the way that they were how they respond, behave, you mean? respond to people being there. And well, for instance, Pete wore his hat, and yeah, there's I no love conflict. That. They call Pete uh, Pete Air from Coplock.org. He had his Coplock, uh, I think it was his hoodie or T-shirt, and he also had his Coplock hat on. And that's just what Pete does. He's always got that hat on pretty much everywhere he goes. He didn't take it off in court. Nobody said anything to him about it. I mean, it just really goes to show that it's completely arbitrary how these court people will behave. Because if he did that in Keene, he'd be arrested. In fact, he, he has been arrested in Keene for wearing the, the same hat. Uh, but in this particular court, I thought for sure that the man in the robe was going to say something to him as he crossed into the, across the bar. You know, where they, you go through little folding doors, yeah. and then and then you're in court at that point. Uh, so they called him up as a witness, and he had his hat on the whole time. Nobody said boo to him about it. Weird. Yeah, called as a witness. He had sitting his hat on a on. sitting on the witness stand with a hat and on, and it was chaos. No one respected the court anymore because of his hat. What do, you, what do you mean oh, by that? Oh, I see. Oh, you mean <laughs> that everything That is what changed? they would lead you to, you know, right. if that happened in Keene, then that would be, I guess, the what they say would happen. Yes. yes. The decorum of the it courtroom. ruins it. So, yeah, I mean, every, everything <laughs> went went relatively smoothly. And the Nothing's other thing, as good as when Michelle Seven had the uh, judge stand for her when she left the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is That's the funniest thing yet. And the other thing about the, the difference between this court and what happens in Keene is... In this court, I've never seen them with more than one bailiff in the court at any time. Whereas in Keene, they have three to four bailiffs in there at any given moment whenever there's a free stater ready, in that ready court. Ready to crack down. Yeah. 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 And uh, and there's they, they have the same no camera rules. There's like a camera ban for the entirety of all the district courts in all of New Hampshire. Now, that used to just be in Keene, but they took that and they expanded it out to the other district courts. Yet... When I left the courtroom, I was doing interviews outside of the uh, the courtroom. There was a bailiff who came out to tell me I couldn't film, and I told him, oh, no, no, I put a notice in saying I could film the whole courthouse. He said, oh, well, let me go check on that, and he went back into the court. I kept filming. He comes back out and says, no, you can't do that, and so we had this back and forth that lasted for a couple minutes. Brad Jardis then told the guy right to his face, well, he can't arrest you. Uh, because as a bailiff, he, he doesn't have the individual ability, I guess, to effect an arrest without having a man in the robe expressly tell him, arrest that man. I see. So mm-hmm. basically Brad Jardis threw, you know, threw something right back in his face. Now, Brad Jardis is a former law enforcement officer with 10 years experience, so he knows what he's talking about. Uh, but either way, like if I had that camera out in the, the, the lobby of Keene District Court, they would have taken my ass to the ground. So just a completely different behavior the, on the part of these court didn't bureaucrats. Didn't the bailiffs jump on uh, Jason Talley for having a, uh, a camera in the courthouse here in Keene, though? Yes, he's going to court for that next week, as a matter of but fact. But they can't arrest. Well, that, uh, I think, is different because those bailiffs are sheriffs. Hmm. So 855-453 is the toll-free number. You can take control. And Garrett's uh, case has been taken under advisement, so no verdict yet. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. 
you can dial in and bring up anything you want. The number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. Now, if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go and get your shopping done over at shop.freetalklive.com. Tis the season or thereabouts, real soon like, we're going to be hitting up the uh, crazy Christmas holiday buying season. Of course, Black Friday kicks all that off and there's a lot of news actually uh, and I guess some controversy over uh, whether or not Black Friday should expand into Thursday. And maybe we'll talk more about that as uh, as Black Friday gets closer, but some people are very upset uh, that uh, some businesses are going to open up on Thursday this year to get extra money in uh, in the door, which I think is a fine idea. But aside from that, if you want to avoid all that stuff, you want to avoid the parking hassles and the fights that sometimes break out during Christmas holiday season, just all the, the, you know, the nonsense and the BS that goes with going out to buy things in the store, stay home. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. Use our links to Amazon there. There's different Amazons for different countries. So if you're in Canada, you're good to go. If you're in the UK, you're good to go. Uh, Germany even. There's a German uh, Amazon. So you click into the right Amazon for you, and then Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. It's that simple. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules, how to get evidence, how to motion the court, how to make objections. You need to know all these things. And if you don't know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants and civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD courses so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com and download the free tools they have there for you. There's a bunch of free, different free tools. And when you buy the course, remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out to let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. It's, again, it's Jurisdictionary.com. All right. So once again, our number here is 855-450-FREE. As we continue, uh, we will, of course, take your calls about anything. But uh, any more observations, Allie, on your day's experience, your your very first time ever going to court? Obviously, you noticed that there was a lot of people there. We had uh, You counted 20, 30 people, 25, 30 people Close there to, 30. to support uh, this gentleman. Of course, that's right in the middle of the workday. You know, court's never scheduled to be convenient for you. So it's it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Most people are busy doing something at that time. Uh, but well, that's when court was. But when did, I mean, you know, when did they tell you to be there? What time did you show up? It's the whole day. Court's the whole day every day. Well, no. Just about. No. I mean, this was, you know, 1 o'clock. Uh, so it was the whole afternoon. I mean, pretty much when you go to court, you're right, Mark, you do have to schedule the whole day. But you know that if you're going to go at 1, they're not going to stay open any later till 4 because those bureaucrats want to go home. Yeah, that much is true. 4. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so we went out and uh, I thought it was relatively you – know, whenever I'm at another courthouse besides in Keene, it always seems to be so smooth in comparison because the, the bureaucrats at these other courthouses just don't have a stick up their butt like some of them do uh, around here. But what were your observations? Uh, just as far as the case went, I thought it was confusing as far as uh, objections to something being relevant. And I'm not quite sure even what's considered relevant when it comes to court cases. Well, that's a good point. They, uh, this is one of the most frustrating parts about doing a court case is that 
if the prosecutor knows what he's doing, he can object to almost anything that you say. And most of the time, the judge, who's basically the prosecutor's buddy, will help him out and sustain the objections. So Garrett was trying to – again, he was charged with disorderly conduct regarding chalking outside of the police department in Manchester – and so Garrett was up there trying to kind of set the scene and talk about, you know, the interactions that he had had with this particular officer who had him arrested or who had arrested him later on. But he wasn't allowed, for example, uh, just to give you Mark to give you an example of what what Ali's talking about here. He wasn't allowed to bring up the interaction he had with the same cop who arrested him two hours prior to the arrest. He wanted to bring that up to show that this cop had had threatened to arrest him previously mm-hmm. and had uh, had given him orders to do things like move out of a certain area or whatever and he wanted to show that he was doing what he was told like he was told to leave somewhere and that he'd left so he wanted to create that kind of that precedent Continuity. yeah but he was not allowed to bring that up because you know the prosecutor objected and called objection relevance and the the uh, the reason for that is the the way these courts work and it really sucks that they're like this but the way that courts work uh, is that if you aren't talking about something that is directly connected to the exact event that you're being charged with in that he was charged with disorderly conduct for doing a very specific thing when when the, the officer told him to do something and he didn't do it fast enough in the opinion of the officer, he was arrested. You can only ask questions that are directly related to that particular event. They'll cut out anything else from, hmm. from your testimony. Right, but then the officer can make all kinds of suggestions about what kind of group you're in right. or about – he mentioned at some point about – uh, oh, the people in your group hold up processing, and that's why they bu- were booked at different times. Objection. Relevance. Well, right. Now, you're, okay, both uh, both observations are correct. The officer is has been allowed or was allowed to just go off and talk about the group this and the group that. And actually, he ended up admitting later on when asked specifically that he couldn't specifically recall whether Garrett was in the group that he supposedly warned to leave or warned to do whatever he warned to do. So that that alone might get the case thrown out simply because the officer couldn't you know couldn't identify that that he was there. Well, I should hope so. Uh, I hope so. But he was there. I mean, there were other places at which the officer did identify him being there. But uh, but the point is, uh, the reason why the officer is allowed to get away with all that is because Garrett didn't object. And I'm I'm bad at this when I'm when I'm up uh, in court. I've been a few trials. It's hard to remember to object to things well, because you're, you're under pressure. Yeah, you're, you're looking at – you're also thinking about, well, what am I going to do next? Right, in, you've in, got in, your in, notes in, in a few minutes. You. They're going to ask me to talk about stuff, and I need to right. know what I'm going to talk about. So you're looking – You've got three things. different things you're doing at once, and it's, it's hard. So had Garrett objected to some of those things that they were saying – Maybe he would have had some of his objections sustained, like the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Although, but then again, every objection I've ever—I I don't think I've had—I've eh, had a couple. Sustained, I've had a couple but, sustained, but it, it hasn't been real successful. They make it feel—they make you feel like a real winner when you get one yeah. sustained, too, right? Sustained. Yeah. Ten years, ten days in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really—it's a system that is designed to screw you. I mean, you're not a professional. You're not a lawyer. You haven't been trained at this. Uh, whatever experience you have has is, is come from being in court for the most part, although now they're doing some mock trials out in Manchester, which well, are supposedly one of the helpful. the problems is, is that activists up to this point haven't taken anything um, you know, above an appeal. And frankly, the first level of courts aren't intended to dispense justice at all. I mean, that, they're just not. I mean, that's – Yeah, but how do you appeal? I mean, if, if you're like me, I don't want to pay $180 just to find, the, you know, find out the Supreme Court's going to oh, say 
I'm sorry. <laughs> you're out you of were here. under the impression that justice that the court systems were intended to dispense justice to ordinary individuals. I'm sorry. Court systems were intended to protect rich people from their own actions. Sorry, I, yeah. I, I I wasn't aware that you were under this misimpression. Sorry, it sounded like you were complaining that people weren't appealing. Oh, they should appeal, um, but they're uh, not rich. Well, sorry. I mean, you'll have a you'll have a better chi- time. You got to object, and then you got to appeal. That's what you got to do. You didn't appeal on a parking ticket on a speeding, speeding ticket? ticket. What? You didn't appeal. You're right. I didn't. I, I you know they gave me uh, community service. Okay. So don't jump Why down other people's throat. Why in the world throat? would I appeal a $70 ticket for $180? Great question, Mark. How about I appeal Mark? my uh, parking ticket that I've got coming up? I guess the reason the $5 would be, one. why are you telling other people to appeal then? Because Wouldn't it's the reason be to overturn the laws? Isn't the, isn't the reason to overturn the laws? Really? You're going to overturn the speeding laws? Well, really? Are you going to overturn disorderly conduct? Disorderly conduct is very It's been vague. on the books for 50 years, it's as vague. this guy pointed out. It's vague. New Hampshire Audubon. New Hampshire Autobahn. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's not really designed for an Autobahn here, though, is it? I mean, there's too many, like, curvy <laughs> That's what roads. makes it awesome. They should just have little nets to catch the cars that fly off the curves. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. <laughs> you know, I, I know they have the, uh, the they're, they're doing mock trials out in Manchester now, and I think there's value to that. I would, I would agree, yeah. But... There's nothing the same as being in court. Are going to say right? There's nothing the same as being in court. Now I guess they brought Brad Jardis in to be one of the cops in the mock trial, which that's cool because he is a former cop, so he knows kind of what they're going to say. But unless you have somebody who's been a judge before, it's not going to quite be equivalent to what it's really like to be under the pressure of being in court. More coming up. You take control. Eight five five four fifty three. Your experiences are welcome. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Take control of the airwaves and do it toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site free, so enjoy those on us. And if you want to help uh, support the show, go to promote freetalklive.com. we got web graphics like banners there. We've got downloadable flyers with, uh, which you can print and more, including free bumper stickers. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Recently, I acquired a 50 caliber air rifle that could bring down a deer. It's called the Dragon Claw, and frankly, it is an awesome, awesome rifle. I've put a whole bunch of rounds through it in the past few weeks, and I've let a bunch of my friends do the same thing, and it, it's really great. It's a powerful rifle, but it isn't a firearm. You can buy it online, have it shipped to you with no trouble from the government. PyramidAir.com, the purveyors of this uh, rifle, sell small bore and big bore air guns suitable for medium and large game. Their experts can help you find the best air gun for your needs right over the phone. They've got a whole bunch of different air rifles. They've got the kind that you kind of cock by cocking the whole the whole barrel, mm-hmm. um, the break break barrel uh, form and everything. I mean, it's just amazing. You can get ten percent off or free shipping, whichever is more, with coupon code FTL eleven. 
please go now, view the amazing Dragon Claw at airgun.freetalklive.com and peruse the site, see the air guns there and accessories that they've got. It's airgun.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to go right into your phone calls. Let's talk to Paul, listening in Tennessee. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Paul, in Tennessee. Yes, I'm here. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I'm calling in to, to, to speak about... Um, you guys were talking about the courts and then the court processes. And then the last few days you had somebody from Tennessee call, you know, contact your uh, your sponsors about what you had said. And being a former Marine and, and being in law enforcement for, for over four years and dealing in the courts as a paralegal, it really upsets me. I have three major concerns. We have We have Americans that are so disturbed by the truth that they continue to believe to hear what they want to hear, and then they they are, they're totally disregarding the truth altogether. And then we have, you know, our fellow Americans that continue to be hypocrites. And I know that may sound strong, but you know, like what you what you two addressed, it's the truth. We either ha- we either have a set of rules, and that you're that you're going to take this oath, and I've taken this oath several times uphold and protect the Constitution from both foreign and domestic enemies. And it hurts me to see my fellow law enforcement officers, my fellow Marines, totally disregard this. Hmm. This was the reason why I didn't re-enlist. This is the reason why I've had to resign from law enforcement. I will not go back into law enforcement unless I'm county sheriff. Wow. And then all of this is going to change. And is that your intention? Are you going to run for, for sheriff? That's that's my intention. Um, well, you sound like I on. want to vote for you right now. Move so. on up to New Hampshire, dude. <laughs> because it really, it you know, what 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 what's up with these people? Do they do they not see freedom? No, they it, don't. You, you know, my my friend and my very close friends they said something to me the other day. They said, Paul, do people not want freedom? And I and I had to really think strong and hard about that, and it and I've come to the conclusion I've come to the conclusion that their socialistic their 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 mentality has changed shifted from a capitalist free society to a to a socialistic mentality. Well, some they people are terrified so out of the, some people seem to be terrified out of their minds of freedom, and they'd rather have security. Uh, Things they think the government should provide things for poor people, or that they should be handling security uh, at the airport, or you know everything the government does has this legitimacy behind it for them, and they think that more things could be that way because then there would be more control and it would make more sense to them. But they don't realize it doesn't make any sense. I think you might be onto something there, and I think also another answer to your question is some people do want freedom. But only for themselves. They don't give a damn what happens to other people. In fact, they believe that other people should be controlled because only they are responsible. Only the individual who we're talking about here uh, is is responsible enough to take care of their own lives. I, it's okay for me to be free, but pff, you little people, the rest of you out there, you 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 can't be trusted. Uh, so then, you know, that's kind of the control freak mentality of, well, leave me alone, but uh, I'll tell everyone else what to do. And there's those people too. Well, and then you have these, what I call, and please forgive me, I hope I don't offend anyone, because apparently 
you know, being in law enforcement, that, that I've seen people come into the jail because they have offended an officer or have offended, sure. you know, a, a politician or have offended somebody of, of some type of stature. Oh, yeah, people and, get arrested for flipping a cop off or, or telling him, you know, the F-bomb or something like that. And, and it, the sad part is, is that it didn't, that, 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 that's not the way it was years ago. That that's wasn't true. what I was, the country that I grew up in. Right. I mean, uh, police officers are supposed to be professional enough to be able to handle a little bit of verbal uh, badgering. You know, they're, they're supposed to be able to you take know, our, that in stride. As a law enforcement officer, our best weapon is not the taser. It's not the pepper spray. It's our mouth. No, I'd agree and, with that. And, and so this is, this is where I'm, I'm really, really upset. And, and I, again, I, please, please forgive me if I offend anybody, but we have socialist pigs. And what I mean by socialist pigs is that you just described it, Ian. These people are out there. They want freedom for themselves, but they want to be able to regulate everyone else. Well, there's socialists and there's fascists. I mean, there, there's a mix of them out there, and some people are a little bit of both. But pigs sit there at the trough, and they eat and they eat and eat. And then, frankly, the American people you know, are, to some extent, about that. You know, uh, a lot of them. You, you remind me, Paul, of another guy that we've, we've met, actually, in person. He was at a Liberty Forum a few years ago, and I think he's finally come out of the closet on this. Uh, but he's a former police trainer. He used to, uh, to take new recruits, and you know, he used to, to train them. I forget exactly at what he was training them. But uh, you know, he looked like he trained them in flipping people over his shoulder and acting like a badass. So I he mean, was a badass looking dude, right? No doubt. <laughs> you know, I, and, I just gotta say, <laughs> and and he kind of is in the same boat as you, uh, Paul, in that he got so frustrated with the the what he described as the quality of the recruits these days. He said that over the last fifteen years, they've just been declining, just year after year. The quality level and the the level of uh, cowardice and the level of badge heavies, you know, these people that just want to use their power this to. Is his- Words. On others. Yeah. Right. These are his words that uh, they, this, the quality level just kept declining and he just got so frustrated with the garbage recruits that were coming in that he quit and you quit too. And so look what happens as a result of the corruption, as a result of all the problems. The better cops, the ones that we arguably would want to be staying on the force, right. are throwing up their hands and they're saying, screw this, I'm out of here. I'll find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Well, Ian, I don't know if you've ever thought of this or either one of you guys, but have you ever contemplated why the quality of recruits that we are, are obtaining? I've, I've contemplated it, but I have no answer. Well, here's the answer. What did we do before, or what, when I say we, I'm talking about the law enforcement community. What did we do before we had pepper spray and tasers? Uh, hit people with sticks? Well, even before the night, you know. We, we used our mouth. We used mm-hmm. our mind. We, we, we were the coolers, basically like the bouncers. Yep. Okay, we would go in there and, and re- resolve the situation without violence. That's where the peace officer, and it, it kills me that it has gone from peace officer to police officer to law enforcement officer, and they've now taken protect and serve off the vehicles. And when I become county sheriff, I guarantee they're mm-hmm. going to be back on the vehicles, and my officers are going to be standing out there waving at the community. Well, I'll tell you what, I wish you would leave Tennessee and come to New Hampshire where you could run that political campaign and have a bunch of liberty-minded people get behind you and you know help wave signs or, or do whatever. I mean, how exciting would that be to have a liberty-minded person uh, running for, for sheriff? That hasn't happened yet up here that I know of. I tried to talk Brad Jardis into doing it, former law enforcement officer that we were t- discussing earlier, and he, you know, he kind of toyed with the idea, but I don't know if he ever really took it too seriously. I think that would be a lot of fun 
Oh, it, it has to happen because that's where all the people's power is, is in the county sheriff. It, indeed. There's a lot of power that the county sheriff has, high, highest or, uh, law enforcement officer in the land. So what, what could a county sheriff do? Like if you were elected, what could you do on the first day as a county sheriff? Well, the first thing I can do is um, I, as county sheriff, I can do just about anything. County sheriffs can – when county sheriffs run for office, I always ask them, what is the purpose of the county sheriff? And a lot of the county sheriffs tell me, or even the, the candidates that are running for the, for the position, tell me that the, and I'm, it, I, my, my legs get numb. They say the purpose of the county sheriff is to serve warrants. Yep. That is not the purpose of the county sheriff. The purpose of the county sheriff is to protect persons, property, and liberty from all illegal acts. Could, could you release people from jail as a sheriff? Yes, you can. That's incredible. That's great news, Paul. Hey, check out the Free State Project if you haven't yet. We'd love to have somebody like you up here. I, I like you know pe- people that look at themselves as peace officers. Those are the right kind of people to be mm-hmm. in that business. Thanks for the call, Paul. More coming up. Hour two's next. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Just dial in toll-free. The number for you, 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. You actually control the content of the site if you want. Or you can just go look at it. But you can, uh, if you find something online that you think is interesting, you think our other listeners would enjoy, you can submit it as show prep to the site. It then appears on the website, and other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is you've suggested. And the most, <clears throat> excuse me, still getting over being sick, if you can't tell. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. So head on over there and get interactive as we continue. Mark, you're going to share an email with us here in a moment. But first, let's go to Scott in Massachusetts. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, uh, Ian. Oh, uh, it's Ian Scott Mark. the Bigot. How are you? Scott, what's on your mind tonight? I'd like to I, – I, I gave it a lot of thought, and I wrote a little outline uh, entitled Occupy Wall Street Platform to Combat America's Zionist-Occupied Government. Do you think uh, any of them are going to go for that? What's that? you think any of them are going to go for that? Yeah, they're doing it now. Wait, wait where uh, did you write this? I'm sorry. I just wrote it on a little little piece of paper. It's short and sweet. Oh, okay. So it's just going to basically it's just going to sit in your house then because you're never going to go out and actually talk to anybody about it. Yes, I will. Uh, Re- really? Well, I'm doing my part by trying to get it over the air. Uh, oh, and, but, and, uh, but who really wants to – like I, like Mark said, does anybody really want to hear it? Because I can tell you I don't. Well, it's it, 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 it's civil. It's civil. Well, it's you've already big... started on you know the wrong foot. With well, this. all right. Well, maybe let, let, let me just read you these. These are very clean. These these uh, there's 13 of them. They're little sentences. Number one. You've already oh. thrown up the red flag that says I'm a I'm a man. You, you've already thrown up the red flag, the bigot flag. When you say Zionist, Zionist the, is right. one of those key words that people tune in well, on well, and say, oh, 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 here it comes. How about this? How does this sound? Occupy Wall Street platform to combat America's 
super central government. How does okay. that work? Okay. Central. Hmm. Number one, arrests of Lloyd Blank Fine of Goldman Sachs. Alan Schwartz of Bear Stearns, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan. Now, wait, are you asking for these things to happen, or is this what the Occupy Wall Street people are asking for? This is what Occupy Wall Street should be demanding. Okay, so this is Scott the Bigot's suggestions for Occupy Wall Street. That's right, if you want to put it in that context. Go go ahead. So arrest a bunch of bankers. Arrest, well, I'd just like to read the names because I want them to hear the names. You know, I'm not a real fan of name name dropping. Why don't you just move to number two? Because I don't know who these people are. Oh, no, he's on, like, number five. These occupiers would. They would know who Lloyd Blank, Fine of Goldman Sachs, I Alan Schwartz of Bear Stearns, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan Chase, Richard Fold, destroyed right. Lehman Brothers. Moving on. I've Next heard one. that like ninety six percent of the uh, the polls of the occupiers in New York say that they're for the bailout bailouts. Really? For, like it was forty six percent. Wait, it was you, a reason. You said ninety six, and then you said forty six. I did, I meant to say forty six, and I said ninety six. It was like okay. almost half of the people were for Why the bailouts. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. So Scott, moving on. But pass number the names. Two. Number what's that? Yeah, go back. Just pass the names. Go number ahead. Two. All right. Number two, abolish all phony derivatives. For those listeners who don't know what a derivative is, I do not uh, know it, what a derivative. In layman's terms, it's when a stockbroker or brokerage house makes bets with your money. Say they want to bet on uh, on, on 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 something going on in Saudi Arabia. With, uh, with your money. That money. No, wait, you're that, not telling them to do it? No. I'm saying it needs to be abolished. This is what their platform should be, to, to demand the, the, the abolition of all phony derivatives on Wall Street. Number three, abolish the enormous crooked casino on Wall Street. That's all it is, is a gambling casino. Number four, return trillions of dollars stolen from the hardworking and honest people on Main well, Street. Well, I mean, if people want to gamble, well, who's wait to a stop second. them? So if, if I have a company... Should yeah. I be able to sell stock in that company? Yes, yes, of course. If I, if somebody, if Ian buys that stock, should he be able to sell it? Yes. So, should an organization be able to rise up that allows people to conveniently buy and sell the stocks that they um, that they should be able to buy and sell? Right. Yes. Isn't that what the stock exchange is? No, the stock exchange used to be where people would invest. Now it's become a rogue capitalism, a predatory capitalism. This is not capitalism, where one man, like Lloyd Blankfine, would, would pocket trillions of dollars, and other people, like myself, I should know firsthand, I was wiped out of $190,000, get wiped out. This is where the middle class gets destroyed, where Main Street gets decimated. This is not capitalism. This nation's been raped. It's been destroyed. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, 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 look. I, I may not be a fan of the, the stock market and how it, how it all works, but if... If somebody wants to, maybe it's just I don't understand it, but if somebody wants to go and gamble, shouldn't they be able to? You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that, Ian. They should, they should gamble. If they want to gamble, let them take their money and go to Las Vegas. But don't go to Wall Street and gamble with it. It's a place well, where who people are you should to be say? able to invest. Who, who, who are you to say? Whether where somebody can gamble and, and not. Okay, so some people are going, every for every game... Somebody yeah. will figure out the path of least resistance through that game, and it will look like a cheat. But as somebody figures that path of least resistance, then you shore up that you you make the game fair again, and then you do it again. I mean, this is when you bail out these bankers and they don't have responsibility for their actions. Um, that's I mean, when people say, "Oh, well, Bernie Madoff, it's his fault." Well, you know, people didn't check this guy. I'm not saying he shouldn't go to jail. I mean, he lied, cheated, and stealed. But he is in jail. Yes, he is. 
Well, I don't uh, think people it, that don't hurt others should go to jail personally. If it was up, if it was up to me, he'd, he'd be put, put in front of a firing squad. Jeez. Uh, that, wow. that's Thank what they goodness, you're not in charge. All right, no, moving on with the rest of your suggestions. Number four, so return trillions of dollars stolen from the hardworking and honest people on Main Street. Number five, SEC must be overhauled, strengthened, and all SEC rules oh, must disagree. be enforced. I disagree entirely. We're just going to make the cops better. Yeah, see, look, the problem that you have today with the corporatism is because of government regulators. Yep. The government regulators. The stock market. This is the thing that people don't understand, and you've been, you should have been listening long enough to, to pick this one up, Scott. Uh, the regulations out there only help the existing businesses and rehauling or overhauling and, you know, souping it up and hiring new bureaucrats and replacing other bureaucrats. All that's going to do is just, you know, rearrange the deck chairs, uh, on the Titanic. It, it's not going to do anything to put any money in a, the little guy's pocket. It's not going to do anything to uh, to help people out that are, you know, that are under the, you know, the, the threat of uh, being shut down because they can't compete due to the fact that the government is helping the big corporations. That's never going to change. And that's the real big fantasy that is, is the, one of the problems with Occupy Wall Street is that a lot of the people within it, and, you know, I know this because I've gone to some of the Occupy meetings, unlike you, Scott, uh, the, one of the problems is people still believe, just like with the tea parties, people believe that government can still solve these problems. They believe well, let's that government. Put it gov- this way: you can't let these rogue bankers, like a pack of wolves, go out and decimate and destroy Main Street. They've already destroyed the middle class because they've stolen trillions of dollars from the middle class. They've wrecked our economy. No, 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 no. no, no. Let's let's be it. clear. It's the federal government through the Federal Reserve that stole trillions of dollars. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm getting to that in a second. Number six is every American has a right to a college education, a good-paying job, and an adequate home. Number seven, abolish the Federal Reserve. Hold on. Whoa, you... whoa, whoa. Go back to yeah. number six again. Run, one more time. Just run me through every that. Every American has a right to a college education. Provided they, 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 they have the You really would fit in pretty well at Occupy Wall Street. I mean, these are some of the things that they are saying. I can tell you that. Uh, that they believe that uh, – I heard this the other day at an Occupy Keene meeting that you know people should have a right to houses. And <laughs> I'm sorry. It just doesn't work that way. If I have a right to a house, Scott, how is that house going to materialize for me? Even if it was, was, uh, was, 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 was a housing project – it doesn't have to be the Taj Mahal. Just something where people who is have going a right to build the house to a for decent me? home. Who, they have a right to a decent home. Who, who Let will me build give you an analogy, home. Ian. Who will build the home? The government, with all the money that, that, that they've been wasted in the wars. $4 trillion we spent in Iraq and Afghanistan. So we have nothing to show for it. It's not about it, stealing from people. It's about wasting the money you do steal. Is that the concern? No. It's, it's a combination of... The, let me simplify it. If this, people could have an adequate lifestyle in the United States if, A, Wall Street returned the trillions of dollars that were stolen from the American people. So you want the government B, to build homes for everybody. I'll tell you what, Scott. We're going to bring you back here in a moment. Uh, more with uh, Scott the Bigot. If you've got a comment for him, the uh, toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. We'll get to the rest of his list coming up. Free Talk Live. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. 
Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything that you want. The number, 855 one Joining you here in the studio, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners, and you've got total control over any thread that you create. You can delete responses you don't like, so there's new... Uh, it's a new forum, basically, I mean, from that perspective, and that you have more control now than ever before over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is going to stuff your stocking this holiday season. Woohoo! Most days from now until uh, I go on vacation, we're going to be giving away prizes on our Facebook page, sometimes twice a day. All you have to do is go like our page at facebook.freetalklive.com and then keep an eye on that page. There'll be all kinds of ways to win, all kinds of different prizes. We're going to have Toto Sacks, Vapor Smiths, Vaporizers, Liberty Stickers, Five Packs, uh, Ruger BX-25 magazines, copies of uh, Guns and Weed, the movie, and copies of uh, Yearly. It's uh, another movie that's, uh, you know, I saw it last night. It's awesome. Haunting, uh, even. You did, you did a giveaway like an hour ago, right? Uh, yeah, not yearly. I think it was, shoot, maybe it was the BX-25 magazine. Yeah, the BX-25. Yeah, and uh, people are over there right now guessing a number between 1 and 1,000. And I uh, went to you know some random number-generating website and got a number there. Oh, really? So, You're not yeah. even making it up on your own? Huh? No. I mean, you know, the, the whole um, 420. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to. If it came, if the random number generator came up with 420, I'd push it? the button again. <laughs> so uh, there you Just go. Stick in the mud. <laughs> Facebook.freetalklive.com. Yeah, so uh, go over there, click the like button, and you can get in on those contests, too. 855-450-FREEZE, the number here. Scott, the bigot, is on the line in Massachusetts. You're running down a list of uh, of things that you think the occupiers should take up, a uh, list of causes. And, Absolutely. And, and there are a lot of them that uh, with which we disagree here. In fact, uh, Ali, uh, right before we had gone away to, to break, you had said, Scott, that everybody should get a house and should have their college paid for and should have a job uh, thanks to the government, right? That's right. Uh, the, the, my, my attitude is this. If Wall Street, let, let, let me be frank here, I hate capitalism. There's nothing wrong with a man making a living and a company making a profit. Well, we have not had capitalism in any of these So, any of these three industries that you have uh, cited, college, jo- uh, housing, and I mean, the uh, the load on employers is already ridiculous the kind of regulations they have to go through and holes they can jump through questions they can't ask all of these things are made more difficult to get to people because of the government regulations on them that's not capitalism well what is capitalism then because i I think it's a very confusing term because a lot of people call capitalism what we have today and that is the kind of the crony capitalist system or the corporatist or mercantilist system 
I I hesitate I hesitate to use the term capitalism because I feel like it's like the word libertarian I, I feel or anarchist I feel like it's a word that's been poisoned. Well, when uh, I'm over using time. the term capitalism, I'm talking about free market economics. Scott, capitalism is a system where uh, a country or a person, a company sells goods and services, tries to make a profit. Uh, either they either they turn a profit or they turn a loss. Uh, people don't work in a business uh, for their health. But on the other hand, uh, what's happened on Wall Street is that uh, these are not profits. These are uh, the, 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 I, the, I do the, business the, for my health. I'd be bored to tears if I didn't have is, something to do. This is this is a rape of a nation. This nation has been raped, literally, uh, economically. I don't think that's uh, possible. Psychologically. All right, hold, hold on, Scott. Before yeah. you go on with your rant here. Uh, I pulled up capitalism's definition over at dictionary.com. Let's see what the yeah. dictionary says. Uh, it's an economic system in which investment in and ownership of the means of production, distribution, exchange of wealth is made and maintained chiefly by private individuals or corporations. So, I, again, I hesitate to call you know, free market economics capitalism because I feel like the free market could include capitalism and could include you know, some sort of uh, socialist or, or communist wealth redistribution as well. I think that I don't think that the free market has a, a system. I think that the free market is just the absence of a system and then allowing whatever comes up naturally and whatever comes up on a consensual basis to be the various different systems of the free market. Right. It's the force that government, the course of force that the government has that makes a system unjust. When you can say, oh, well, we want, uh, I want a better house, so I'm going to take money from this person because they're doing so gosh darn well, and then I'm going to take that money and have myself a house and a good education and a living wage and every other thing that I name that sounds just. You know, Scott, I want to call you out, too, because you've called this show enough times and complained about the government. You've uh, you've said that you don't like it, but yet here you are calling for the government to build houses for everybody. Well, I'm doing that because of one reason. This, this, it's the only defense against uh, an out-of-control uh, 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 Wall Street. Uh, that has destroyed America. You, you don't it, think that it's gonna? They're going to be political graft and corruption in the process of how of you know the government just selecting who's going to build the homes and you know what the prices are going to everything. What prices are going to pay? Gonna so perfect. why would you ask for the government to build homes for people? Scott, does power corrupt? Power corrupts an app and 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 and, and uh, how Abs- does it go? Absolute power corrupts. Power, an absolute corrupts. power corrupts absolutely. That's right. Yes, every, everything's tainted, everything's corrupted. But I'll tell you one thing. The system we have now, the so-called capitalism, is, is a runaway freight train. It's horrible. It's why, do, why don't you take the initiative and go work for the, uh, what is it, that group that builds homes for people? The Habitat, uh, for, Habitat humanity. for Humanity. Why don't you go work for Habitat for Humanity? Yeah. I could see your, 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 I didn't even finish my list yet. I know I, that I, because you, I, you, you, this one's just so outrageous. I mean, it needs no. to, it deserves to, to have more, seven, more discussion. Why don't you go them. and join a private charity yeah. that that helps people put you know put poor people into homes and does it all on a consensual basis? Why advocate for stealing? I let me let me rephrase my my position. I hate capitalism. I hate socialism. I hate communism. The system, you may wonder, well, what is the system for America? Totalitarianism. I would prefer fascism. I would prefer for America, Close. for America, I would prefer national socialism. 
In other so words, you hate socialism, but you like communism. national socialism? Can you, right. can you go ahead and explain to me the difference? National socialism or Nazism it is a lot more than just the race where people think for race, oh, it's about blacks and Jews. It's a lot more than that. What is it? What's the difference? This is what it is. We're under fascism as a whole, the state would control certain industries, would control really all industries. Well, they would that's, control yes, all that's industries. Really well, but this is the difference. This is the difference. Unlike capitalism, there wouldn't be a few men that would control, would, would get trillions of dollars. Yes, under fascist countries, there are leaders that control it. But the, the, the distribution of wealth is not as lopsided as it is under this system. Capitalism. Okay, so you still haven't answered the question. Yeah. And I have to say, Scott, normally we don't hold you these days, but I find you extra interesting tonight. So hang on. We're going to bring you back for more because I want to hear the difference. What What's the difference between socialism and national socialism? And what's the difference between what we have now and fascism? Capitalists Great. won't make all the money. Government people will. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up what you want, even if it's completely psychotic. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-450. 3733 or self-contradictory. We'll talk to you about it. And you can join us on our website as well at freetalklive.com. We've got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They are yours and they're yours for free. Head on over to freetalklive.com. Grab as many as you would like. They cost you nothing except the time it takes to download them. freetalklive.com. Cigarettes kill. It's not like you don't know that smoking cigarettes is bad for you. Well, there's another option. It's the e-cigarette, and it doesn't actually, you don't actually smoke it. It's a, it's a vaporized form of nicotine, and you can do it just about anywhere. You know, you won't be, you don't have to go out in the cold and stand, stand in the snow by the dumpster. Plus, your clothes won't smell like smoke. There's some real advantages to it. It's 22,000 times healthier than smoking is, and you'll save a lot of money. The average smoker will save about $120 a month. Tastes better, too. You can get one of the best-made e-cigarettes on the market today by going to vaporsmiths.com and using coupon code FTL when you purchase 40 cartomizers. Cartomizers are things that contain the nicotine, and one of them is uh, equal to about the nicotine of a pack of cigarettes. You can get 40 cartomizers for 70 bucks, and you'll get this the, the, the starter kit for free included. You'll be ready to go. $70. It's a heck of a lot less, so I said about four or five packs of cigarettes. Um, you know, you buy that, you're ready to go. You'll also get a uh, free shipping on it. It's uh, vaporsmiths.com or 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. All right, so we're going back to Scott, the bigot. Uh, he is back with us here. And we've been talking about his ideas for the Occupy, o- Occupy Wall Street movement. And you were talking about how you thought everybody should be given a free home 
from the government. Of course, we all know nothing the government provides is free because everything they provide, they had to steal from somebody else or extort from somebody else in order to to give it to someone else in the first place. And then you went on to uh, prattle on about National Socialism and how great you think it is after a few moments prior to that saying you think socialism is awful. So you think National Socialism is good, but socialism is bad. And then you went on to explain that in your mind, as I understood your what you said, Scott, National Socialism is basically fascism. Is that right? National Socialism is, is, a, uh, is Nazism. Right. That's so it's, like, it's like Nazism a, is just a is national social derivative. So so essentially, it's a race based uh, version of uh, like, like supremacy of one race over another comes into play. Right. It's let's put it this way: it's fascism with a uh, with, 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 with 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 a twist of that was Germany into it. In other words, fascism was was practiced by Benito Mussolini in Italy. So um, where has national wanted. socialism been tried where war wasn't the uh, wasn't the outcome? Because, I mean, you, you'd said that you think that uh, all these wars are a big waste. They are a waste. Uh, they're a waste for one reason, because all they're bent for is to uh, further the uh, aspirations of uh, international Jewry. Oh, and that's what this nation you're is. So uh, you're so sad, Scott. So wars are OK if they don't further the aspirations of natu- nat- um, nat- international Jewry. He said jewelry. 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 J e w. Answer the question. Plural of Jews. A- yeah. Answer the question. Everybody's got it, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Ask, uh, ask your question again, Mark. If a war isn't fought for the purpose of advancing the goals of international Jewry, right? Is it then a good war? It's a good war if it furthers the asp- if aspirations of the white race. Oh, you're so sick. With, you, but you, you asked me. Let, let me put it another way. So you're all, all right with these, mass killing? Just so long as boys, it isn't. <laughs> all of these Would you like to were, just let me clarify something? If you're talking about furthering the white race or whatever and you think war is okay, does that mean that you think it's all right to just exterminate everybody that's not white? I want to answer your question. I would just, uh, as I told Glenn Beck, I would just... Uh, as I told Glenn Beck on the show, uh, he said, well, what, what would you do with the Jews in America? I would have them move to Madagascar. So you're sort of dodging the question. I mean, do you or do you not support extermination? I don't want extermination in the sense that uh, uh, I would prefer to have people just leave the United States, thrown out of the United States. How did Glenn Beck react to your uh, um, you know, suggestion that we move the Jews to Madagascar? He thought it was uh, uh, ludicrous. Uh, he said I was That's dangerous. because you're ludicrous. Have you, have you asked any Madagascarians what they think about the idea? I can say that you're being, you, you know, let me leave you with a thought. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Don't you have yeah. like four more or five more of these uh, the things to do? You get your yes, list I of- do. Your list of suggestions for Occupy Wall Street. Number number seven, abolish the Federal Reserve, which is never audited, and prints trillions of dollars of of worthless currency. Okay, I'll agree with you on that one. Number eight, enact gold standard into law. Number nine. Yeah, I don't think you need to have laws. I think the marketplace can decide what standards it wants on its own. Number nine, overhaul the entire tax system. It's it's, it's, it's geared for the super wealthy with loopholes. Poor people get the shaft. 
important. Okay, about th- um, in on the income tax, about thirty, little less than thirty percent of the population actually pays income tax. The ju- the poor people do not get the shaft when it comes to income tax. Now, All right, m- moving on. Number ten, set up a viable manufacturing policy for America. What's that mean? It means this is what it means. It Politicians means can solve this problem to create jobs in the United States. And if a company is building overseas, and I know why they're doing it because the job, the wage is much lower in Taiwan or 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 or, or Mexico. Well, or also the regulations are much lower there as well, which is one of the th- major factors that drives companies out of this country and you were arguing for regulations a moment ago so you can't have it both ways you can't have regulations and have jobs or a bunch of jobs let me explain by by regulations i want regulations for crooks on wall street that's that rape the american system but not you don't want business regulations manufacturing goes let them pollute the air if it means that they're going to bring jobs to the american you're horrible no, 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 no. People should not be able to pollute. Well, you don't need regulations to stop pollution either. You can have well, it stopped by the marketplace and property rights in that if pollution is coming into my land, whether it be air pollution or water pollution, you know, water pollution or something leaching into the earth, uh, if pollution is coming out of my land, I've got a tort. I've got a legitimate claim I can uh, bring against whoever it is that's creating that pollution, and that can be solved with, uh, you know, with an arbitration. It can be solved in the government's justice system. Uh, you know, there are different ways to handle that. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to have regulations uh, to do it. All right. How many more? Two, one. Just a few more. Just right. a few more. Uh, number eleven. Stop all aid to Israel and other countries. Okay. As long as you're saying all countries, I'll agree with that much. Yeah, you don't have to identify Israel as far as I'm concerned. Will any other country get a dime? What about Germany? No. Even to the United States. From now on... See, see, we do agree on something, Scott. Just the whole fascism thing uh, I'm not on on board with at all. Or the racist thing either. Anyway, go on. Quickly. Get out of the United Nations. That's very important. Get out of the United Nations. Take the building in New York City and turn it into housing for, for... low-income people. But get the, get out of the United Nations. The United States, even the John Birch Society is against the United Nations. Number 13, stop, and this is very important, stop insider trading committed by politicians, which is legal, but illegal if committed by average Americans. All right, Scott, I'm going to uh, see if we can, I've never actually done this before. I don't know if it's going to work. We're going to try to conference some calls here. Uh, nope, that dropped him off the line. Sorry, Scott. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live from New York. Uh, good evening. Wow, this is, this is, uh, you know, I looked out to see if the full moon was out tonight, and it isn't. It's like a half moon. But, uh, no, I wanted to say, Scott, give your boss, Abe Foxman, at the Anti-Defamation League, my best. And, uh, you know, definitely, uh, this is so bizarre. I don't know where to begin. I well, have a feeling well, I'll the tell you what, you collect your, wants to shut down Free Talk Live. Co- collect your thoughts. So be- we'll, we'll bring you back, Frank. Right. So you can figure out where to, where to begin here in a moment. More with Frank from New York. I would have loved Frank to be on the line. I know. I wanted it to happen. I just, <laughs> we've got this new phone system, and I was just trying something because you know, I didn't really care if we dropped Scott's call. So. <laughs> More coming up. 855-450-FREE. Take control. Free Talk Live. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-453. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Invite you to the website, freetalklive.com. You can go there and get interactive in various different ways, freetalklive.com. And if you support the show, you can actually support us financially by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is a simple one. You send in 3 bucks a month via any a major credit card or also PayPal. We'll take that $3 in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board as well, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn about the perks you'll get, like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, the Amp Only forum, uh, the Amp Only podcast. Go and get the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Now, we have Frank in New York on the line here. And Frank, are you, uh, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm back with you. I think we were cut off. I don't yeah, know what I, happened I, there. I'm I apologize. with Scott's, uh, I guess lack of history. I would say, Scott, before you start espousing the virtues of National Socialism, which was a tremendous failure and resulted in the deaths of over 28 million people, I think it's time to spend some time, you know, in the library going over some contemporary 20th century history. Um, that having been said, uh, definitely that's a plant. Uh, this, this you know, as I said, it was uh, wait, wait, wait. What's strange and humorous, and I thought maybe the full moon was out tonight. You don't think you don't think he's real? No, I don't. Because a lot of people Listen, have... after that wonderful documentary the Israelis made about defamation and the Anti Defamation League uh, of, of Abe Foxman and his organization, you know, trampling down on individual liberties and freedom of expression and freedom of speech. Uh, you know, th- there has to be something. Uh, whether it's contrived that can allow that kind of censorship to exist. So I would say to Scott, give Abe my best, and I'll see him at the next Illuminati meeting, uh, which will be meeting uh, after Thanksgiving. Um, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to try so, something you know, we'll, out here. Uh, I, hang on, Frankie. Maybe Scott will be there. Frankie, I, he's... Frank, he's called back in, and I believe I've figured out how to do a conference at this point. So we're going to try this one more time here. I'll okay. see if we can bring Scott the bigot on the air with Frank. Uh, go ahead. Scott, are you with us? Yes, I am. All right. Can you hear Frank? Yes, I can. Okay. Go, go ahead. Uh, Scott, your response to what Frank had to say? He thinks you're not real. Oh, I'm real. Uh, and there's millions of people like me. Uh, they don't know. They don't no, know, there's uh, not. They, they no, don't there's know, not millions of them. They don't know they're national socialists, but they are. You know, what I hate about America, Frank, is uh, it's very complicated, but I'm going to try to simplify it. Even sometimes I can't figure out all my feelings. They come at me like a tidal wave. But in its simplest forms, this is what I hate about America. I hate a system where a few handful of men can make trillions of dollars, 
and other people live like most millions and millions live like dogs. Where well, well, wait, what makes you think fascism is going to change that? <laughs> fascism is different in the sense that everyone is given a purpose. Let Frank talk. To well, you talked to, talk to Scott for three segments here. Let Frank talk well, to him. Frank's listening yeah. too damn well, much. Scott have, has had a chance. We have fascism right now. When you look at the yes, military industrial complex here, here. and the fact that any public uh, owned utility or resources being sold for pennies on the dollars to a corporate elite, and any losses that exist are being paid by the taxpayers. They're being transferred from the private sector uh, to the taxpayers. That really is fascism. My definition of fascism is a system whereby the means of production are owned by an industrial elite, and it's the government that rents those and pays the maintenance of those, which is why you know, uh, you had in Germany a very powerful military uh, industrial elite such as the von Krupps and other families that, you know, made out like bandits during the war and made out like bandits again with the Marshall Plan when the industries were rebuilt. I uh, so in a sense, what we have now is really fascism. And if you go back to that wonderful documentary that Aaron Russo made called From Freedom to Fascism, that is a you great see document. how fascism is the preferred model by the merchant banks or the bankers of London or the Federal Reserve or the central banking cartel. Uh, and, you know, that's what we're living in now. Yes, people are exploited, they, but they're also exploited under a fascist regime, under a communist regime, under a socialist regime. Uh, this is sort of a fact of life. What we have to realize is that we have to, A, Number one, get our representation back so we can change the laws that special interests and corporate elites and foreign, um, foreign governments and special interests have, have, have placed within our uh, administrative agenda in Congress over the last 35 years. And Not until possible. that's done, uh, we're just going to be jerked around by those that own and maintain the system. The half a percent that owns 86% of all the resources in this country. You're right. And Scott is fake. That's basically it. Just it. Said it I think impossible. we have to hold our leaders' feet to the flames and demand uh, an exploration of their malfeasance, whether well. it was intentional uh, or whether it was just uh, through I like a lot of what you say. I like their attention. Frank, I like a lot of what you say, although I don't uh, consider those people leaders. They're certainly not my leaders. Well, the point is, I'm, they're not mine, but the point is they are representing the mechanism of power, and they do determine the agenda of the government. And, you I know, think we'd be better off ignoring orders. Like it's in the next Illuminati meeting, it's going to be very interesting, because <laughs> I'm going to raise points about the occupation of Wall Street and why the market didn't crash with the $1 billion uh, uh, put that existed from October 18th through November 18th. And, uh, you know, whoever put that uh, bet on the system, it was one individual. I think I know how it, who it is, but I'll find out when we have our cognac after the Illuminati meeting. Hang on, uh, Frank, hang on one second here. crash today. Hold, hold that. <laughs> well, listen, hey, Frank, very interesting. Laugh. And, Scott, give but, my best Dave Foxman. Uh, tell him I wish him a happy Hanukkah and hope to see him at the next Illuminati meeting. Hey, Fra Frank, hold that thought for a moment. Now, Scott, I want to give you a chance to uh, to respond to Frank. If I had one wish for America, uh, yes, we have a fascist government in the sense, but what I would do is 
anti-Semitism would be enacted into law. That's what I would want, number one. Oh, my. This is number one. That's definitely an Abe Foxman plant. Watch what you say, guys, because he'll be having your show censored and all no, sorts thanks, of Scott, things Scott, with Scott, the radio and the Scott, FCC. Scott's gone. <laughs> all right, so uh, Scott's gone. Good night. The... Whoa, 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 Frank, Frank, he's gone. I, dr- I dropped him off the line. Are you still there? Okay. Right. Now, who is Abe Foxman? Abe Foxman is the head of the Anti-Defamation League. See, we know nothing about this kind of thing. Oh, I mean, you ra- do, race you means Wikipedia nothing to me. Do your research. Oh, well, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's why you're here, Frank. No, I have done my research. I sat here and listened to you guys talk. Um, that was great, by the way. Yeah, Thank you, Frank. That's pretty awesome. The, <laughs> but, you know, we, we don't... Listen, if I move up to Vermont, could you guys, or I mean up to New Hampshire, could you guys get me on the show? I'd love to join well, the you uh, supposed to, show didn't, a couple nights a week. <laughs> didn't you, t- I don't know about a couple nights a week, but didn't you tease us and say you were going to come to Pork Fest and you didn't show up? No, I, I, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. Something had come up. Uh, it was very, very urgent, and uh, I, I felt very bad about that. Well, I'll tell you what. You've got a chance to redeem yourself, because coming up in February is the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. It's actually going to be an indoor kind of an event. It's a hotel okay. convention-style thing, so it'll probably be more up the Illuminati kind of, you know, you'll, you'll be able to dress up. You'll be able to look nice if you like. Uh, yes. And uh, you don't have to, though. And we'll I'll be, bring my skis. We'll be broadcasting live uh, from the... The, the Liberty Forum every single night. So if you're there, Frank, uh, you have my word. You can sit in with us for for a short while on the show. Well, sounds good. All right. Just remember, too, with the Illuminati, as occurred in Nazi Germany with the Night of the Long Swords, many of the faithful members of the party, you know, don't make it through. They're actually destroyed by... Uh, the, the party is they achieve power the same way it the occurs with get the it Illuminati. By the when all power is taken, more than three quarters of the membership will be liquidated, and that's tragic. Are there Illuminati symbols on our dollar bills? No, oh, absolutely. They go back to ancient mystery Babylon. Tell you what, Frank. Look forward to, to uh, seeing Listen, you. Good to see. You. Good talking to you. And as I said, uh, keep the freedom going because I fear very soon. That's going to be a great casualty in the next year. So well, we're, we're doing the, the we're doing the best we can, and if you going. want if you want to learn more about the Liberty Forum, here's where you can do. You can go to freestateproject.org/libertyforum. Well, thank you, Frank. You have a great night. Freestateproject.org/libertyforum uh, is where you want to go, and that will allow you to get signed up. You can use our discount code FTL2012, and you'll get 10% off of the Liberty Forum. So it's a great time to go and get on board. They're announcing new guests over time, and uh, guests including great folks like uh, uh, like Jody Emery from CannabisCulture.com, also Joel Salatin, the author of, uh, oh God, you can, you can Eat or something like that. You Can Farm, that's what it is. You Can Farm. You Can Farm, yeah. So uh, head on over to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Use discount code FTL2012. Get signed up. Looking forward to seeing you guys there because we're going to be broadcasting live every single night. You'll be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. It's a blast. Hour three's next. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR, or go to Vaporsmiths.com.
Talk Live. 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the, the live Friday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Allie. And Ian. Yeah, Ian's voice is uh, having a little trouble, so I'm probably going to be doing the intros. I don't know about extras. I don't have the clock in front of me, so it's going to be much, much more difficult for me to do that. But, uh, well, you know, it, it's been a it's been a wide and varying show. We just had the uh, the cage match between uh, Scott the Bigot and, and Frank from New York, and I found that it's very interesting. It's a new first. Yeah, I found that very interesting. So... Anyway, um, one of the things that has been it's it's like uh, you know they say Mark in the in the business that the the callers are the songs of talk radio and would that be a, a, a mashup? <laughs> exactly, a, yeah. it's a mix. Well, they call them mashups now, Mark. Okay, that's I don't like know what the, that is. That's the hip new term where you take two songs and you kind of run them into one another mm-hmm. and you mix in and out during the the song. Okay. Yeah. Take your word for it. I'm sure if you looked it online, you'd find some mashups. I, yeah, I, I would have to care. You probably like them too. <laughs> they use that old style music and they add a little new flavor. Mm. It's very nice. That's her saying you're old, Mark. That's right. I've heard them do uh, mix in Yaz a lot, and which nobody knows. Although you might not like it well. because sometimes they'll have a song and then you'll be like, oh, I love this song. And, and then, then they'll switch to another away. song. Yeah. Yeah. Another song you don't like as much. I've had that happen, certainly. So a topic this week has that has been a, a big topic. You want to take the call? Yeah, we should take a call. Okay. But you've got an email that you want to yep. get to. We're going to get to that. But Paul is on the line in New Hampshire. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hi, uh, great show. Thanks, Paul. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, well, a couple days ago, I, you know, I was listening to the show from a couple days ago, and there was a discussion, I don't know if you remember it, about property rights and the idea of whether it's right to obey signs that the property owners would post or rules that they make about their property. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. I mean, you know, what, what we were we were discussing. Yeah, go ahead with your point. I mean, I, I don't think that we thought we said that it is you know that you don't have to obey people's signs. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, that was my impression. Maybe I misunderstood. But the discussion used the example of concealed carry and uh, whether it'd be a good idea to go ahead and concealed carry in, into somebody's property when they have a sign that says that they don't want you to. Now, obviously, if you conceal carry and nobody finds out about it and everything, then there's, you know, there's no, there, there aren't going to be any repercussions. But I still think that they're respecting people's property rights is important. And so, as a general principle, I would say, you know, I was surprised that the consensus went the other way. But I think it's important. No, I don't think the consensus went the other way. I think the consensus was that there was no harm. So therefore, the only thing that the property owner could do. This was what my understanding is: the only thing that the property owner could have an expectation of is that you would vacate their property upon them asking. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I certainly don't think there would necessarily be serious legal repercussions or anything, but I think uh, we should be able to say that the morally right thing to do is to obey signs that property owners would put up and, and not yeah. go on their property. Yeah, I don't know how you got anything other than that. From that uh, I, I think that it, there was a position taken on the show by either myself or the, whoever was on that night as the third host that it wouldn't be – I mean, like, it makes sense to uh, – do them the favor of agreeing to whatever their signs say. But on the other hand, carrying a firearm or some weapon for personal defense purposes and carrying it concealed uh, is in no way damaging that that person's property. So it's not like you're doing something to disrespect the physical property. It's just the the rule that they've set for their property. And uh, I I don't really have a problem with somebody carrying in in defiance of uh, of that particular rule. I mean, it could it could be a life or death situation, and that person could save people's lives if somebody else comes in there with the intent to harm others. With so a, why with would a they go in property where people's lives could be endangered because some property owner wouldn't allow guns in there? Maybe they have you know maybe there's something they really feel like they have to purchase there. I, I don't know. I just 
I don't see what the big deal is about that one. It's not like you're advertising the fact that you're breaking their rule. It would be one thing if you were going in carrying openly, but carrying something concealed, you know, they're never going to know the difference. I, I guess it's somewhat of a fine point, but I would say that that constitutes uh, trespassing. Like if you have a sign, a clear sign posting saying, don't, don't come on this property unless you're going to obey this rule and that rule, say, and you go in anyway, even if people don't find out about it, I think you're, you are, that is basically trespassing. I agree. I, I would I agree. I think that's really, if anything, it's just really rude to just ignore someone's sign before going into their, if they're uncomfortable with guns, then that's their own sort of, I would consider it a fallacy because they might be thinking that because it makes them safer not to have guns in their house or on their property. But if that's their wish, then if I really need to conceal a weapon and have one on me, then I just won't go there. I tend to agree that that would be the best way to handle that situation. However, there was a there was a scene uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we were going to a, a, a particular local establishment that serves alcohol, and they had the rule that they didn't want anyone carrying weapons in their establishment, which, you know, it makes sense. You don't want drunken people waving a firearm around. I get it. But on the other hand, you know, I also I get the the point of somebody who wants to protect themselves. I think there's there's validity to that, and I don't think that uh, I, I I think that oh, for one, if the person says it, um, you know, a sign has a uh, uh, they take a they're taking a stronger stand if they put up a sign than if they just say it. So if they're saying it, maybe they haven't put as much thought into this because the fact is, people go into bars all the time carrying weapons all the time, and most of the world just doesn't know. Well, right. The only way that this ever even came up was the fact that somebody carried openly into into said establishment and was spoken to about it. But honestly, I don't recall whether there was a sign on the door or not. And what if I didn't, you know, I've never seen a sign in New Hampshire um, saying that. And you can carry openly in New Hampshire. Uh, You know, I mean, people people carry in New Hampshire. Yeah. So, I mean, what if I didn't see the sign or what if I'm blind? That's why I don't like signs because I pass by them all the time and don't read them. Is it still trespass if you didn't see the sign or it's your blind person? No, uh, I would say that, you know, not intentional. I would say accident. I mean, you know, if you go in, you didn't see the sign. I don't think you did anything wrong. But I, I would say that. If Do you think it's wrong? Go against the property owner. Then then I would say that's trespassing. Do you think it's wrong? Do you think it's a threat to their neighbor for blind people to care, open carry? Uh, I'm not sure why a blind person would want a gun. I'm not sure why Ian's using this as an example. I think it's uh, we're talking about weapons. A blind person could very well have a knife. Height of density. We're talking about signs and how they don't really count for. They can't really count for blind people. Yeah, I wasn't talking about guns. I was talking about carrying a weapon openly. You're not allowed to have a knife either in this place. No weapons. Period. That's that's the rule. So, look, I get it. Like, I, I'm all for respecting people's rules, and I'm all for staying away from property that uh, has rules you don't like and communicating to the management that, hey, I'm not coming back here because you've got this rule and this sucks, and so I'm going to go somewhere else. I think that all makes sense. But ultimately, you know, if the worst case scenario is that, uh, you know, somebody finds out you're carrying and says, asks you to leave, then you'd be trespassing. If you've been asked to leave and you don't leave, at that point, you are then trespassing. Uh, I think that if that's the worst that can happen, then there's no real reason to not carry the, not carry the gun or the firearm or the, the knife or whatever it is that, that you feel is safe. I think that you probably should stay away from that establishment, but if for whatever reason you have to go in there and it's a question of, well, do I, you know, do I get rid of what I feel I need to have for my protection or, or not go to this place that I feel like I have to go? I think that's I don't a think tough you should call. Go. I think you should leave. At, you know, if they've told you, if, you've, if, you've, if it's been communicated to you that they don't want guns in their establishment, leave it in the car. 
or don't go in. There's plenty of places to drink beer. Just because your friends happen to be in that bar, tell your friends, why the heck are you going to an establishment that has this policy? Mm. Yeah, they should be boycotted. I mean, I think that's the right thing. Be open about it and say, you know, I, I don't appreciate that policy and you're going to lose business with that. I might not feel safe in a bar like that where the only people who, uh, people who have guns, only people that would be carrying openly would be the ones asked to leave. And so... You've got a room full of people, and any number of those people could be concealed carrying, but given the sign saying that there's no guns allowed, the person carrying who gets drunk isn't going to be as worried about pulling his gun out because he's under the assumption that no one else has one because that's right. the rules. And, and and this is the irresponsibility of the property owners to suggest that just somebody open carrying, well, you can't come in here. That's offensive looking. I mean, this if you're going to have a rule like no guns and weapons in my bar, then you ought to. Make sure that nobody has any guns. You need or to have weapons. someone at the door checking. You, you really do. They, everybody needs to be frisked and searched because what you're really saying is no openly displayed right. guns and weapons. Should I also not bring drugs into the rave when they say you can't bring drugs into the rave? Mark, it reminds me of what you said about uh, I. I've, I've seen this also just on the web. Where you know, if you really are against. Uh, gun rights, then I want you to put a sign in front of your house saying no guns uh, are, are <laughs> in this no house. no guns in this home. Right. Uh, Paul, if you've got more thoughts, you're welcome to to stick with us. So I think you did hear hear that correctly. I think that if you're not doing damage to the person's property, you're not doing something openly to defy them. You know, if I've got a, a pill of ecstasy in my pocket and I walk into a rave and there's a no drugs rule in there, who am I really harming? Right. Is there really damage that's been done? 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. The LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9, it's mine and it's American. Free talk. It's been I on. <laughs> yeah. I can't hear it. Free talk live. Turn 855-450-3733. I don't want my ears to be damaged. You know, all radio <laughs> guys are deaf, right? I'm not deaf, and I've been doing this for ten, more than 10 years. You're not even 30 years old. 14 years. Good. I'm 31. 855-450-3733. The holidays are just around the corner this season, and consider the greatest gift that you can give your family and friends. Peace of mind. Daily, we talk about, you know, destabilizing events that happen, you know, and, and there's all kinds of them that are happening, whether it's unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. Get prepared. Protect your family. Don't delay. For my preparation, I choose WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna, savory stroganoff. They're packaged for freshness and in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You prepare them in just minutes by simply adding water. Visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today to request a free entree sample. You can get a free sample for a limited time during the holidays. Use enter promo code FTL, FTL is in Free Talk Live, to get no-cost shipping and 10% off any order. That's wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE, promo code FTL for a free sample 
free shipping, and 10% off any order. Peace of mind is included. The greatest gift you can give the ones you love. WiseFoodStorage.com. Let's go to the phones. We've got Jubal in the line on California. Jubal, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hey, how y'all doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just want, before we go on, this this 25-year food thing, are you kidding me? It's like 25 years for you to crap it out, I bet. I mean, come on. It's funny. (laughs) No, no, really, the product uh, will last 25 years. Sure, they're in Mylar Medical. Yeah, and you're... Intestine? Are you kidding me, bro? Anyway, Have you ever had, remember, like, say, MREs or something like that? I mean, there's a this. This isn't yeah, anything unusual. Meal that refuses to exit. I've had an MRE. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, well, you enjoy your um, starvation if uh, some disaster hits. I, I suspect that if, if you if a disaster hits and I need food that lasts 25 years, I'd rather be dead, dude. Anyway. Okay. So that's an option. It is a big option. Clowns. For about a week now. We're the clowns? Pulled I just want to clarify. On, yeah, you're, you're, you're a clown. Uh-huh. Pulled you up on the studio cam. Both look like hipsters. Got the one guy, hair gel in, looking like a eight. You know, <laughs> These guys are not star. hipsters. <laughs> Believe <laughs> me. I am friends with plenty of hipsters. Like I mean, come on, guys. Seriously. What? <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 you're talking about how we look? I mean, that's, that's all yeah, he's got. Right. how you look. Okay. I get it. He doesn't have anything intelligent to say, so he's going to pick on your hairstyle. Yeah. No, I'm picking on you too, bro. I mean, you're like a hipster in your striped shirt. I mean, how much pie you smoke today, dude? Okay, like you're looking define at a, hipster. A, a cam on the internet, and you're talking about yeah. Some striped it, what shirt. is a hipster? I don't have a one-speed bike with no brakes. Uh, I don't wear the uh, the glasses with no lenses in them. Please define hipster. No, I want for some me. of those. No, uh, <laughs> I define hipster as Ian Freeman. I mean, look at the guy. <laughs> have you seen this guy? I, I, I've, yeah, I have seen Ian, and the last thing I think of is hipster when I look at him. I think <laughs> dork. That's what I think. Oh, my God. Anyway, okay, so this whole liberty thing y'all found is dumb, first of all. Okay, how much, first, I'm before we go on, up. before the dumb statement, Boom. how much have you had to drink this evening? He's, he's not drunk. I don't drink, man. All right, he's well, just he's naturally his, this. He's slurring his words just a little. He's naturally this uh, much of a hack. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, you're not that much of a hack, too, yeah. buddy. I think so, he's like 14. How old are you, if I can ask? You would. Me? How old are I'm you? 38. Get at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what embarrassing. Year were you born? In what year were you born? Me? Yeah. I was born in 1983. Yeah, mm, 73, sorry, buddy. You added, you added wrong. Is that <laughs> it? for the call. Yeah, you yeah drop I added it wrong. <laughs> you dropped. Yeah. Well, I was. You, if you're 38, I'm 40, and I was born in 71. So, yes, yeah. you added wrong. <laughs> we caught you in the lie. You're like, so cool. You're 40. Oh, yeah. No, no. Wow. No, no. What I think is cool about me, dude, is I can add. You, you know, Jubal, you might be the worst crank caller we've ever had. Goodbye. 855-453. Eight, I mean, even the 14-year-old crank callers, the ones that actually, he didn't really sound that young. Like some, you can usually he hear it acting, in their voice. Well, Stephanie Murphy will be offended. But. He was acting very juvenile, is what he yes. was acting. And uh, even Immature. some of the, even some of the actual juvenile calls we have at least put more effort into than that guy did. I mean, all he basically had was, you guys are stupid and hipsters. Eight five five four fifty free. People wow. like to rag on hipsters, but I mean, from what I understand, people that are considered to be hipsters the most are people who are pretentious about music. Uh, that where... would be Luther. <laughs> well, Luther's pretty, yeah. Luther might be... 
he might be the closest to a hipster we've he's got. Not I mean, a hipster, but he's not but he's... real particularly grooming. Doesn't seem to be his his biggest thing. I mean, he grows beards and stuff. So you know. I mean, oh no, beards are cool with hipsters. Okay, well, I, I would. What, what would I know? All right, so there's a, there's a website called Look at This Effing Hipster. If you want to have some idea about what a hipster is, you can go to L-A-T-F-H dot com, standing for Look at This Effing Hipster, L-A-T-F-H dot com. Uh, they actually have a book, uh, and it just goes into... There's all kinds of photos. You've got to have glasses, and, apparently. And, uh, and videos. Uh, beards, I guess, are, are fairly popular. There's, 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 I know there's a definition here somewhere of the hipster, but I'm not able to, to pull it up instantly. Hair gel? I mean, come on. Hair gel? And no, you don't have any hair gel in either. I don't use hair gel. I use Unicure. Um, but I did at one point use hair gel you know, years ago. It's, it's really not uncommon to use hair gel. And people that, you know... Put hair gel in after they... All right. Wikipedia knows. Wikipedia. Hipsters are a subculture of young, recently settled urban middle-class adults and older teenagers with musical interests, uh, interests rather, mainly in alternative rock that appeared in the 1990s. Other interests in media would include independent film, magazines such as Vice and Clash, and websites like Pitchfork Media. Don't know what that is. Hipster culture has been described as a mutating transatlantic melting pot of styles, tastes, and behaviors. Uh, one uh, person here, Christian Lornsom of Time Out New York, argues that hipsterism fetishizes, uh, fetishizes the authentic elements of all the fringe movements of the post-war era, beat, hippie, punk, and even grunge, and draws on the cultural stores of every unmelted ethnicity. Are you following this? No, I have no idea. Me neither. Uh, it regurgitates it with a winking inauthenticity. Others, like Arsel and Thompson, argue that hipster signifies a cultural mythology, a crystallization of a mass-mediated stereotype generated God. to understand, categorize... People make money writing this drivel? And, no, they're not making money on this. This is Wikipedia. God. <laughs> Uh, that uh, it's a mass-mediated stereotype generated to understand, categorize, and marketize indie consumer culture rather than an objectified group of people. Uh, did you follow any of that? It sounds about right. So apparently she got it, yeah. Mark. Yeah. You have to know. She's you have hip. to know them to just. You have to know enough hipsters to sort of get an idea. Like, wow, these. For instance, when I came to Keene, I realized I met some hipsters, and they're exactly the same as the ones in Auburn. How is that possible? They're supposed to be all different, and you know, oh, we're not mainstream. We're we're different, but they're the same everywhere you go. So it's kind of like uh, the goth people are supposed to be different, yeah. but they're all the same. Exactly. Let's talk to Matt. He's listening in Huntsville uh, to uh, WHOS WBHP. Matt. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment on the day from California, really. Yeah. Um, if he was born in 1983, that would make me 38 also. Uh, <laughs> that's a possible considering I'm um, 28. Tell you what, Matt, hang on. We'll bring you back for more if you'd like. Uh, Matt more can add. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. And maybe you can tell us how you feel about hipsters. It's Free Talk Live. Maybe you are a hipster. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com.
855-450 free. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on Free Talk Live's live Friday edition. It's 855-450-3733. What is SACL CAI, you might ask yourself? We talk about them sponsoring the phone lines all the time. It's a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses, and they can handle the accounts receivable for your business. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. It's SACL CAI. Ian, do we have any calls waiting? We actually we had we Matt on the line here. One, yeah. We're going to bring Matt back. And, of course, you can dial in as well at 855-450-FREE. Matt, you're back on Free Talk Live. Um, yeah, I, what I was really going to get at is I don't think what y'all do is stupid. I think it's a very noble thing to do. Oh, uh, thanks. It's just going to take a little bit more time for things to catch on. I mean, it, any of the other uh, – I, I, I don't want to say protest, but uh, – Unique groups get popular, popular popular overnight. Very rarely does that ever happen. You're right. These things do take time. and uh, But it's, it's a good indicator that when uh, the worst that they can throw at you is that you're dumb and you're a hipster, uh, you know that you've got some, some unassailable ideas. Like, that's the best they can do is attack the person, not, uh, not attack the ideas. Well, see, the thing about it is, I don't consider y'all to be hipsters because I've saw y'all on. (laughs) You're right. I I believe y'all would be categorized under an individual. (laughs) I'll just take ordinary. (laughs) Dork's fine with me. You you got to think, all right? You don't go with mainstream. Oh, yeah. Our minds are by no means ordinary. Our thoughts and uh, the things that we talk about are, are not ordinary. But the way we look, I mean, the guy was looking at the cam and talking about Ian's shirt. You know, as, as okay. I'm relatively unkempt. I mean, I, I, I don't shave very often. So I don't know. I don't, what is normal anyway? I mean, I, I would never define myself as normal because I, I don't claim to know what that means. Well, there's nothing normal in the world today. I mean, everybody's an individual. They want to do their own thing. Right. Look at the Occupy crew. I mean, for real, they're doing something most people wouldn't stand up and do. He's right. Absolutely right. Anything else you want to share tonight, Matt? I just think stupid people need to just... Shut up for a minute. For <laughs> Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from yeah, you. Yeah, there's no, no chance of that. No, we, we, uh, we're going to go on with the calls in a moment here, but we read the definition of hipster, at least the first paragraph of it from the Wikipedia piece. Allie said she totally understood it. It went over Mark and, and, and I's head. Uh, it was really, it sounded very intellectual and like, I don't know, I didn't know what half the things <laughs> well, they were referring just, to it's were. It's trying to assign, uh, like there's some kind of movement behind it, but really what it is is, a group of young people following fads. But fads that aren't really like pop culture fads, right? Like the anti-pop, the, like the antithesis of pop culture. Right. It's, it's uh, I, <laughs> I can't help but read this, but it says on this website, ointernet.com, they tend to pull around any music ven- venues, independent coffee shops, consignment shops, local record stores, and offbeat dive bars, which usually double as indie music venues. So when you go to these types of places, you notice that all these people are just really funny, or they like, or they take on these different fashions, but they're all similar at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
It's very strange. Like like the Goths or or you know other groups that are that are designated as different, but yet within their own group, there's a lot of similarities. Right. So uh, so to get a more understandable definition of hipster, I visited the Urban Dictionary. Now Urban Dictionary is not going to have this highfalutin stuff like uh, like Wikipedia. Will. Right. Uh, UrbanDictionary.com. Hipsters, according to it, uh, its first definition, there are multiple are a subculture of men and women, typically in their 20s and 30s, that value independent thinking, counterculture, progressive politics, and appreciation of art and indie rock. You said, Mark, during the break that you used to call them art fags? That was uh, what, I, the, that was what the, the group of people that would call themselves punks had a subgroup in it that, that, that were you know, labeled for art fags. Now, I what, see. I don't like the pejorative term fag. Nice I, term, don't, yeah. I don't like it. But I mean, I'm just saying that that's what, that's it, was what it was like in high school. Creativity, intelligence, and witty banter. The greatest concentrations of hipsters can be found living in the Williamsburg, Wicker Park, and Mission District neighborhoods of major cosmopolitan centers such as New York, Chicago, and San Francisco, respectively. Although hipsterism is really a state of mind, it's also often intertwined with distinct fashion sensibilities. Hipsters reject the culturally ignorant attitudes of mainstream consumers and are often... <laughs> but they embrace progressive politics. And Spoken like a true hipster. Often be uh, being seen wearing vintage and thrift store-inspired fashions, tight-fitting jeans, old-school sneakers, and sometimes thick-rimmed glasses. Both hipster men and women sport similar androgynous hairstyles that include combinations of messy shag cuts and asymmetric side-swept bangs. Such styles... Right. You're definitely not a hipster because no woman would be caught in that haircut you've got in their entire life. What? It's an androgynous haircut. Oh, Do you gotcha. know what androgynous means? It means both sexes, right? That's right. Uh, such styles are often associated with the work of creative stylists at urban salons and are usually too edgy for the culturally sheltered mainstream consumer. Mm -hmm. The effortless, cool, urban bohemian look of a hipster is exemplified in urban outfitters and American apparel ads which cater toward the hipster demographic. Despite misconceptions based on their aesthetic tastes, hipsters tend to be well-educated and often have liberal arts degrees or degrees in maths and sciences, which also require certain creative, analytical thinking abilities so there's a little bit more about hipsters for you christian's on the line listening in west virginia christian where are you at in west virginia uh would be the mason county area Ian. mason county all right what's uh what's on your mind tonight well first off ian i love the show i'm glad to have you out of uh, the prison system welcome back excellent sir go um, ahead with your thoughts thought i would go ahead and give you a bit of an education on what is a hipster the easiest way to describe it is if someone smells worse than you, but thinks they're better than you, that, <laughs> odds are that's a hipster. Too good um, for soap? They, uh, well, it's not so much that. You see, they're like an amalgam of other creatures. They have the, the irony of the beatnik, the stink of the hippie. <laughs> the uh, arrogance of Socrates. <laughs> um, essentially, they're nonconformists. They wear winter hats in the summertime. They wear winter coats, or excuse me, they wear winter coats in the summertime. They wear shorts in the wintertime. So edgy. Uh, they, right. they exactly don't drive in a fancy schmancy hybrid, but pull up to a dumpster and eat macaroni and cheese out of it because you, know, you couldn't possibly understand. One thing I like about the the hipster thing is they've adopted uh, women's short hair fashions as sort of that's become trendy now. And I really like that just because... Well, wait, is it trendy or is it a hipster thing? Because, like, hipsters won't do trendy things, right? No, everything they do is trendy. They're they, trendy. They are nonconformists, but as far as... But they're not... Are they trying to set trends or something? I thought right, they were trying they, to avoid pop culture trends. 
No. Well, like, they're not going to dress up like Lady Gaga, right? Like, they're not going to um, try to emulate that which is popular, are they? Right. Well, yeah. So what they normally do is, like, you read in the one where they go to thrift shops, thrift shops and they'll wear... They'll try to bring back a lot of clothes from the past sometimes and okay. and yeah. sort of combine so like fashions or and yeah or I haven't really seen it. usually they wear skinny jeans which I'm wearing today but <laughs> but I like how I had my hair cut I had a pixie cut for a while and I found it very freeing and while I would get weird reactions from people it was generally acceptable because I think I had to do with this whole hipster movement where you can just sort of do whatever you want um, Terrence McKenna actually talks about the merging of cultures. Is there any chance you're a hipster? There, there's a slight. Ch- I'm a. I can't say no because all hipsters think they're not hipsters. But, <laughs> but I might be a hipster. Christian. Yes. Ian. Any other thoughts? No, sir. Again, I love the show. You guys uh, keep it up. All right, man. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Actually, it was pointed out to me. That uh, there's a little bit more to this hipster definition over at Urban Dictionary. I, I didn't notice the more link where you could uh, click to get the full okay. uh, details. Consequently, it says here, many hipsters tend to have jobs in the music, art, and fashion industries. It's a myth that most hipsters are unemployed and live off their parents' trust funds. Hipsters shun mainstream societal conventions that apply to dating preferences and traditional rules of physical attraction. It's part of the hipster central dogma not to be influenced by mainstream advertising and media, which tends to only promote ethnocentric ideals of beauty. That's right. I'm not affected by advertising. The concepts, <laughs> you don't think you're affected by advertising. The concepts of androgyny and feminism have influenced hipster culture, where hipster men are often as thin as the women they date. There's more coming up here. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Free Talk Live, 855-453. It's a SACL toll-free call-in line. Are we going to have any room for anybody to call in? on? Yeah, of course. I don't know. It looks like three people on the line right now. That's right. Okay. Well, you know, it's the show about your calls, so you can call in and talk about whatever you want. Ian, who are we going to? It's the show where you can can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want at 855-453-FREE. And uh, we'll continue here with your calls uh, we've got Allie with us here tonight, by the way. Thanks for coming in, as always. Yeah, I love being on. So we've been talking about hipsters, but you can talk about anything you want. So let's go to Jim listening in Grand Rapids. Jim, hey, Free Talk Live. This, this is my first first time calling. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Um, like I said, I think Ron Paul can win. Um, that would be Mark that. who said that he thinks Ron Paul can I think he can win if I everybody votes can. for him. If people, if enough people vote for him. I think he can do it because if he wins, he, if he does really well in Iowa, he wins Iowa and do very well in New Hampshire, what's next? The March 
uh, Super Tuesday primaries, he's got it. He should win it. He should win the nomination. Well, there's some important messages to give out there, and one of them is to Democrats um, who are about 30 percent of the population out there. Is who would you rather have running against Barack Obama? Even if you intend to vote for Barack Obama, who would you rather have run- running against? I mean, Ron Paul's the best choice for them. Wasn't there right. an article in Huffington Post Called like blue- today or yesterday about be- being a blue Republican? I, don't, for a year? I didn't re- see the new one, but I've seen it in the past on the Huffington Post. Oh, maybe and, it was in the past. And then. to Republicans, here's the other thing is, look, if Ron Paul runs as an independent because he didn't get the Republican nomination, who's going to win the general election? It could very well be the Democrat. The um, yeah. you know the Republican will win if you vote for Ron Paul, oh, and yeah. he's a significantly better choice than Obama, right? I think, yeah, he's he's a better choice because all the rest of the candidates are CFR, Bilderbergers, Trilateral Commission, all those yeah, candidates. But- the, the ones, the people that would vote for those other candidates in the primary don't really care about the, the, the right, Council on Foreign Relations and stuff like no, that. No, they don't care. They don't, uh, I think the problem with, with the Americans today, they don't read, they, they don't uh, understand history. That's the problem with Americans today. Back 40, 50 years ago, they understood history. And I think I that, don't know that that's necessarily true. I mean, 40 or 50 years ago, who were they voting in? people, but what I'm saying is they didn't know they were a CFR, they didn't know that they were a Trilateral Commission, they didn't know, the only person that I know of that was CFR was JFK. Well, I that, don't know anything know. about it. I don't pay close attention. I think as far as I'm concerned, they're all bad. I don't really care what clubs they hang out in. Right. I mean, if they're in Washington, D.C., they're bad. Right. If they manage right. to get into pres- the presidency, chances are good that they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're corrupt. Jim, the any, right. any other thoughts right. you yeah. want to share? Yeah, like you said, that... Uh, um, the assault too is 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 trying to change Congress too, Congress and Senate. If you can do that, it, Ron Paul will have a. If Ron Paul yeah, well, that's not going to happen, right? Oh, so, like Ron sure. Paul could maybe, like maybe with a, a you know chance, there's a chance he could get elected. But even if Ron Paul gets elected, there's nobody else like Ron Paul that's running for Congress. So, right. I mean, maybe except for the libertarian, a handful of libertarians out there, but you know those there guys don't have a less, shot in hell. Less disgusting people running um, in the house I mean, that are, that have seats in the house. But there's really, to to believe that anything significant is going to change in Washington D.C. is, I think, just a fantasy. Well. I look at it into a, how do I say this, into a spiritual aspect of, I'm a Christian. I look into a spiritual aspect. I think our country, what our country needs right now is revival. Our nation needs a revival because we need to get back to, I know it's our show and all this stuff, but we need to get back to uh, godly basic values and get back. But everybody disagrees on what those are. Oh, I know. I understand. I understand that. I do understand that. I, I like the value that. of peace and yeah, freedom, right. personal responsibility. I yeah. like those yeah. values. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know if we'd be. We, I don't know if we'd be getting back to them because we've never had peace, uh, and we've never had. Uh, you know, we've never had voluntary interactions between humans. There's always been a group of people trying to wield power over other human beings. I mean, it's always been that way. Oh yeah. For 200 years or more. So how about instead of going back to something that never existed, that we move forward and evolve uh, toward a voluntary society or a society in which humans are interacting on a peaceful, consensual basis? Thanks, Jim. I appreciate your call tonight. Let's continue with Kyle listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind, Kyle? Hey, just in the news today, Tampa is going to have the National Republic convention here yeah, I've heard next that. year, and Congress just approved a $50 million payout to the city of Tampa 
And $30 million of that is going to go to 4,000 additional law enforcement Mm -hmm. outside the city. And that's going to house them, feed them, and train them. And then $20 million in communication and cameras. And this conference is going to last for four days. So $50 million in taxpayers' money for a four-day conference. Says like $12, $13 million per day. Yeah, get ready for a police state come to Tampa, Florida. That's basically what that's going to be about. Isn't that money, the money that, uh, that, that people donate that extra dollar on their uh, tax forms for, I don't know, politicians and do stuff? Do people do that? I'm sure somebody does. <laughs> Kyle, are I you living in Tampa? The, yes, I am. I think if the Republican National Convention wanted to come to Tampa, that they should pay for it, not the taxpayers. Absolutely. Boy, yeah. That's going to suck, man. Having to drive through that is going to be awful. I mean, having to do anything in Tampa during that convention, anywhere near that convention, yep. is going to be a living hell. Hey, will you call us and let us know what it's like? Please document your living hell for us. Yeah, and bring a camera along because it will be a police state, and uh, you may you, you you should definitely have a camera to protect yourself at all times. Certainly in a situation like that, Kyle. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Captain Ned, listening also in Florida. Go ahead, Captain Ned. Hey guys, that was some great radio with uh, with Scott the Bigot and Frank. Man. Very good, sir. That was a real free exchange of ideas, and I'll tell you what, both those guys are real smart guys, and they got they got a lot in common. They're both blowing the whistle on the banksters. Okay, they're uh, they're both pointing out, uh, especially you know the Illuminati influenced uh, New World Order, which the Illuminati was born in 1776, the same year we declared our independence. You were around in 1776. No, the, the Illuminati was born in 1776. It's but you a said very organization. It's uh, Freemasonry or the Masonic Order is behind it. And for Ali, if you flip the dollar bill over and look at the uh, pyramid with the uh, the capstone raised over the pyramid, the all-seeing eye. If you read that, underneath it, it says Novus Ordo Sequorum. That was put on in 1933. Novus Ordo Sequorum means New World Order. Oh, my God. Joined, now we know. There they go, just throwing joined, it right up in your face, huh, Captain Ned? Well, They're teasing us. The capstone joins the pyramid, that will be the New World Order will be in effect. They're foreshadowing. Spooky. Thanks, Captain Ned. Appreciate the call tonight. Hey, here's another definition of hipster for you. Uh, this one Johnson sent in. If asked to define what is what it is to be a hipster, one might be tempted to give a number of answers. Passion for obscure bands, obtuse fashion sense, cheapness masquerading as quirkiness, or upper-middle-class white self-loathing are all popular. In actuality, most of the culture boils down to judging. Judging items, activities, bands, companies, clothes, oneself, and most importantly, other people. If someone else... Everybody does all day long. If someone else is less savvy, but they're saying the culture is is based around that. Uh, If someone else... All culture is based around that. Is less savvy. I try not to judge other people more. How successful are you? If someone else is less savvy, cutting edge, or knowledgeable than you, doesn't that mean you are a better person? According to that definition, Mark, did you want to share something? Yeah, I've got an email here that I think really summed up the whole controversy that we had as far as veterans and uh, the, the the courageousness and standing up, um, you know, for their their values that uh, has sort of populated this week's show. Is it a short email? It's relatively short. It's from uh, Joel, and it says there are at least two types of of courage, maybe more. The first kind is physical courage, the willingness to risk your body or your health for something worthwhile to you. 
It's almost the only kind of courage that Hollywood ever talks about, and thus is almost the only one we think of when we think of courage. Most people think um, think it's rare. It is not. It's quite common, especially in military organizations, where it's expected. In this sense, very few military members are cowards. With the exception of outright treason, there's almost no greater sin in the military than cowardice in the face of the enemy. The other type of courage is moral courage, the willingness to do what's right no matter what the consequences are. In this sense, almost every military member is a coward. Indeed, the military system is designed oh, well, to make them— Oh, well, unless they believe what's right is to follow orders. In that make, case, they're not. It, the military system is designed to make them moral cowards because they're trained from day one to obey their superiors without question, with very few exceptions. When you enter the military, you leave any moral sensibilities at the door, and you follow orders. And uh, this is from from Joel, and and I think that if we would have used these kind of clar uh, this kind of clarification on Saturday, that we wouldn't have had the huge blow up. That I we think had. you're wrong. I think it's. I think any time you take an anti uh, military pro peace position, you're going to piss people off. That was what that guy was angry about. He was angry that we would dare. Smirch the, not the that guy, but the people that came after him. If we would have distinguished that, hey, look, I'm not saying that people in the military won't get up and run through a barrage. I of made bullets. that. Dist- I made that clarification. I said that that night multiple times. I said that they are, they may be very well courageous in a number of ways, but in this way, they're not. Anyway, we're out of time for tonight. It's Benny in here with you, Allie and Mark. See you tomorrow online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com.